Hello everyone and uh, welcome to this week's edition of uh, Grecian's Gossip. Uh, Howard's off sunning himself in Italy, so didn't fancy joining us today. Uh, so it's me, David Warren. I'm joined by Jamie Hawkins. Hello. And Daniel Clark. Hello. Uh, plenty to talk about this week. Uh, first of all, obviously, uh, Tuesday night's uh, defeat to Luton, a, a 4-1 defeat. And Jamie, a bit of a crazy game. Yeah, I mean, you don't like using cliches in sport but if ever there was a game to sum up a game of two halves it was it was probably that especially you know the opening 10 minutes of of each half you know City were got the blocks you know so quickly nearly scored in what 30 seconds um, and you know Luton they scored with their first attack of, of the game and you know at half time had both sides taken their chances it probably would have been what 4-2 to City um, and then I've no idea what um, the Luton manager said at half time but it, it worked clearly um, You know, I think he said he was quite disappointed with how they played in the first half but the first 10-15 minutes of the second half they were something else, every attack they looked like um, going forward and when it got to 4 I was actually worried it was going to be 7 again but just it's an astonishing collapse by um, City's defence in particular. You know, all the goals were preventable, and having watched the highlights earlier, it just it's so it makes it even worse how they seem to just nearly walk the ball into that. I think it was either the second or the third when City had about four or five chances to clear the ball and just couldn't do it. And um, yeah, um, hopefully it's just a minor blip. Um, it certainly sends out Lewin's intentions that they're, you know, the favourites for promotion for a reason. There's no doubt in my mind they'll be up there at the end of the season. But um, yeah, certainly a, a night to forget for everyone at Exeter City. Dan, uh, your thoughts on it? Um, what, what went wrong in the I don't. Well, I think if you look at it, I don't think you know that 10 minutes spell of Luton. Was, was brilliant, but it was no less brilliant than what Exeter were doing in the first half. The difference being that Luton created three chances and they scored them all, and Exeter in the first half created, what, seven or eight good chances? And not only did they only got one, they didn't even hit the target with most of the other ones as well. And that's where I think the game was lost, not with the, the defending in the second half, but with Exeter just not taking the chances in the first half. If, you know, they've got four or five really good chances you know, you take them, you go into half-time, two or three goals up, and that comeback doesn't happen, really. I mean, Luton, they were brilliant. And the way they, you know, they, they attack, they've got so much attacking talent in that side. I mean, you look at it last night, I mean, James Collins was didn't have his best game, really. Luke Berry was, was fairly anonymous, and yet they still scored four goals and could have scored an awful lot more. And you kind of, you look at it and you go, you can see why they've scored so many goals this season. And you'd be very surprised if they aren't one of the three teams who are automatically promoted this season but I mean you know you've almost got to forget that 10 minutes of madness at the start of the second half and just you know from an extra perspective focus on the 45 minutes of the first half in which realistically four or five goals could have been scored and just how Luton just could not cope with Exeter you know particularly all that was just not exactly and difficult tactics, just long diagonal balls to Jaden Stockley, who was winning absolutely everything in the air. And not only that, he was directing his headers and chests to Exeter City players every single time. And you sort of look at that and you go, well, Luton are arguably the best team in the league. 
And when Exeter got it right, they couldn't cope with Jaden Stockley at all. And had the rest of the finishing from Exeter been better, you know, it would have been half time, Exeter would have been 4 1 up. And we'd be sitting here talking about what a fantastic statement that was and to de- demolish the favourites for promotion. As it was, they didn't take the chances, Luton did, and we're sort of looking at the other way that somehow Exeter have, have lost 4 1. I mean, you would be a little bit worried about how easily Exeter collapsed straight away after half time. Once the first went in, the second and the third followed almost straight away. But, you know, it's, you know, Luton are a good team. They're going to be up there at the end of the season. But if you look at the division, you know, Exeter, they're still in third place. Everyone else around them lost last night. They've still got about seven or eight points back to eighth place. So, you know, even though they've you know, only one point from the last two games, still got a comfortable gap back to all the other sides chasing them and you know, if you can pick up a win against Port Vale on Saturday, you sort of forget about this, move on you know, you're still going to be in the top three and that's where you want to end at the end of the season My issue with this is uh, you say you can sort of write it off because City didn't take their chances but that's becoming a recurring theme this season, don't you think? You, know, you look at Cambridge, the Cambridge game, the Charlton yeah. game the Newport game and the Swindon game, that's four games already I've listed this on the top of my head, mm. where City's not taking their chances. How long does it is it before that becomes a concern, David? I mean, and also as well, we're looking at the teams that we've played against, that we've lost against, Coventry, Notts County and Luton, teams that are, are up there and perhaps will be up there this season and being quite comfortably beaten by them as well and only scoring one goal in those games. But as you said, you know... There's only a certain point where you can get away with a scrappy 1-0 win and getting away with not taking your chances. But as last night proved, it was the complete opposite. And um, hopefully that's something that you know Paul Tisdale was working on, that they do need to be more clinical. As, as great as it was at the start of the season, winning every home game 1-0, keeping a clean sheet, as we found against the likes of Notts County and Luton, that... You know, if you don't take your chances early on in the first half, then you know you will be made to pay, and um, they're certainly starting to get found out. I think. And uh, not even just not a case of taking chances, but uh, Dan with Jordan Tilson somehow contriving to to clear Ruben well, Reece. I'm still off not. I'm not. It's one of those. <laughs> you can only think he was. He thought it was going wide, and he was trying to flick it in because. Or, you know, what else he was trying to do, or whether he was trying to get out of the way. I mean, he, he, only Jordan Tilson will know quite what happened there, quite how he managed to stop Ruben Reed's you know, shot from going in. Although, you know, we shouldn't be talking about that. Ruben Reed is six yards out, he connects with that shot properly, it's 2 1. And there's nothing, Jordan, you know, Jordan Tilson isn't going to have even have the chance to to make a you know, goal saving block, you know, inadvertently. I mean, Ruben Reed, I think that's now six or seven games without a goal, and. Mm. He'll be disappointed because that was, well, he had another you know, really the big the big chance, and he's got to connect with that ball cleanly. He's got to just bury it in the back of the net. You you feel and you know, sort of you know there were signs that him and Stockley they do look to be working a little bit better as a partnership. It's growing, but the goals are sort of drying up for for Ruben Reed, so to speak. And you know, you obviously don't you, know, you kind of think possibly it might be time. Even if it's just one game or so, to you know, you feel to bring McAlinden or or Jay in, but neither of them, they both had half an hour off the bench last night, and neither of them really convinced you that they'd be the answer to start with. You know, to come in, both of them, they just never got into the game, and 
when they did their overheading passes and overheading crosses. So, you know, Portis still might want to just you know need to have a look at maybe how to freshen up that that front line or just you know keep faith in Ruben Reed and think well he scored all those goals at the start of the season. He's still probably if you know joint top goal scorer in the league or only just behind the joint top score. He's got those goals in him. You know, you feel once he can get once he gets one, the rest will, will follow again. But you know, it's when you're missing really good chances, you know, like that one that you you sort to worry, you know, and start to think there's got to be a you know a way around this, a, a solution, or just freshening things up just for one game or so. But Jamie, I guess Reed still is getting chances. I mean, is it a difficult one because you know he's a he's a man getting into positions where perhaps McAllister or Jay might not. Or is it a case of, you know, he, he sort of taking out the fire in for a bit? Yeah, I think it's difficult because he's made such an excellent start with seven goals um, so early on, but seven games without goal is worrying. And you you look at it and it's only started occurring since he's started up front with, with Jane and Stockley, where City have been playing long diagonal balls to to Jane and Stockley, um, whereas previously it was to Reed who would feed it off to, to Macalinden. Um, so yeah, it's a difficult one, um, but you know, as you said, he still had his chances last night. He could have, he could have scored one or two. He missed a sitter at Carlisle a couple of weeks ago as well. So you just get the feeling with Reed as as time goes on, when he's not scoring, he gets more and more frustrated. Um, he takes it out on himself or his teammates, and I wouldn't be against giving a, a rest for a game or two. Um, I think perhaps McAlinden, I think we said he was you know, pretty unlucky to be dropped because him and Reed worked so well at the start of the season. Um, maybe give him a, a start with Stockley and, and just put Reed on the bench because as we saw at the end of last season, Reed still had that ability to, to come on and, and grab a goal, a late penalty or, or what have you. Um, so I think it does need freshen up slightly. Um, you know, Stockley's looked pretty lively in every game. He's you know, he's played, he's winning every single header, um, going in for, for for challenges. He's got, you know, quite good pace on him as well. And as we saw against Morecambe, he can score a, a brilliant goal as well. So, um, yeah, it's a difficult one, but I think he, I wouldn't be surprised if he dropped Reed on Saturday. And uh, a question here from uh, Ollie Captainstall, obviously a, a sort of former contributor to the, to the show. Um, Exeter City have lost every Tuesday night home game this season, but won all on a Saturday. What does City seem to be? Uh, why does City seem to be struggling at, at SJP in midweek games? Um, my view on that really is, it's you know, I think it's a little difficult to say they're struggling. Obviously, they have lost every midweek game, but you look at the teams they played: Charlton, a very good side, and I think we all came away from that thinking City played well. Yeovil and the Checker Trade Trophy. Who cares? <laughs> um, then uh, Notts County and Luton uh, two very good sides um, so I think it's it's a little difficult to, to really sort of pin it down on, on midweek but Dan what are your thoughts? Yeah you've got to look at I suppose the opposition this season obviously the four toughest home games or you know extra have really had have been on on the Tuesday nights so the, sort of the atmosphere for, for midweek games it tends to almost be better a little bit. You tend to get sort of you know under the lights, you know, more raucous, more you know, tightly packed in fans. But it just didn't really seem to take off at all last night. I suppose whether it's the you know 
the fact they're down to two, you know it is two side only a two sided stadium and the, sort of the noise just isn't quite carrying in the way it used to. I don't know, but it's I think it's a little you, know, you kind of think it's a little too early. You know, to say you you can put the four defeats down, you know they're almost very different ways. The Charlton one, you know, it was a good, it was a decent performance. So you know they were a goal, you know, one good one or two chances away from winning that game. The Checker Trade Trophy is sort of you go out there sort of thinking, oh, if we lose, it's not the end of the world. Fans don't really care. The loot, you know, looting game as we as we've been saying, but you know it's not like they played badly. They could have, you know, they they created enough chances to to easily win that game. The Notts County one is just is probably the one that dis- more disappointing performance. They just never got going in that one. They conceded in about 90 seconds and I think that just completely threw the game plan and they didn't really recover from that. I don't, you know, it's hard, you can't really put it down just to midweek games because there's some you know, great performances in midweek. I mean, last season, obviously, the playoff semi-final, there was a, I think it was a 4-2 against Wickham in midweek as well. And, you know, maybe one or two. There's another win in midweek, I think. Last season, I think it was Cheltenham when they demolished them as well. So, obviously, going back to last season, you know, the midweek record was actually quite good. It's just, I think, a, a, you know, a little bit of quirk of the fixtures. I mean, I don't think there's a midweek fixture for uh, for a little while now, so we won't really get to, to see whether this carries on. Obviously, as to whether it is just that thing, obviously. We can, City will take this if they lose every midweek home game but win every Saturday game this season because there's a lot more Saturday games and if they win all the Saturday games they'll probably be in League One next season uh, So let's just have a, a quick listen to uh, what Paul Tisdale had to say after the game on Tuesday night A fabulous performance which uh, manifests itself in a, in, a, in a 4-1 defeat and we, uh, we play that game 50 times and not have that result so move on move on very quickly and just congratulate the players on such a such a good performance with a five ten minute crazy spell which which ended in them scoring three goals but I we're fabulous today. Yeah. I mean, first half, I mean, you, you probably only complaint is that we didn't score more than the one goal. I don't think I don't think Luton would have been um, disappointed if, if we'd gone in with at least a couple goals lead because we just created so many good chances. Um, we were so we were so sharp today, and we were so intent on scoring. Almost, almost tried too hard, if that's possible. Um, we didn't put the ball in the net. So, you know, if, if ever there was a, if ever there was a, a, a um, an example of taking the chances, two teams, one doing it, one not. Today was it. Um, you mentioned the crazy five ten minutes spell at the start of the second half. Is there anything you can put that down to, or do you have to give Luton Town credit for the way they came out second half? They finished nicely, but um, they scored that second goal from the corner, and I think we just were too confident, too confident that based on the previous forty nine minutes, it would be a matter of time before we had a chance, and we just, we just didn't probably regroup like we should have done in that small spell. Um, I think it was just—I think it was just—it was just overconfidence after how how much we dominated that first 50 minutes. Yeah, because you often say the the trick to coming back is not conceding another, and I suppose that's the what what you're trying to get at. I suppose. Yeah, we have to learn from it, and um, that was a big moment today. It's just been about being worldly wise um, at that moment. You know, okay, they've scored a second and we're a goal behind it, but there's still 40 odd minutes to go. We've been that good so far. Just. 
relax and sit tight for five minutes and just regroup and uh, seem like we intend to score straight away. Which you have to say, human nature would suggest it's possible that after the way we played in those um, the, the opening 50 minutes, but you know, football doesn't work out like that. They just hit us so quickly on that on the on the, the sort of the counter that it was game over. Uh, a chance to bounce back though in, in terms of a result on um, Saturday. Um, games come around they can pass, don't they? Yeah, no problem. Let's, let's, let's bounce into into Saturday and play the same way, hopefully, and meet it with the same intent and fluency that we we played today. So, yeah, I've, I've got no. I mean, we can't. We, once, the, once the game's four-one, unless you get another one pretty quickly. I don't think we should take. I think actually, I think we played pretty well at four-one. You know, we could easily, we could easily fall to pieces, and we didn't. So that was great. I'm really. I've just, I've just said to them how well they played, and just, just, just learn from it. You know, it's long season ahead. They'll be very pleased with themselves. Um, we're not, but we'll learn the lesson and move forward. Yeah, I mean, it, I suppose it's important. It doesn't knock the players' confidence. The actual score, though. I don't think it will. I don't think it will. Um, I hope not. Shouldn't do. I've, I've, I've done everything I can to make sure that doesn't happen. So it was a great night for football. The surface was quick and a really good football night. It's just such a shame to come out on the four-one uh, defeat. It just doesn't seem uh, seem fair somehow, but it's life. And some uh, interesting comments there from, from Paul Tizel, who obviously described the game as fabulous. Uh, Jamie, what what were your thoughts? Um, I don't know if I go that far because there's been games when we have played fabulously but he hasn't described it as that um, I kind of agree with him when he says you know if you play it over and over again it would be a different result um, you know I agree as we said you know it was pretty much a game of who could take their chances and, and Luton won that game um, yeah I mean it was pretty much a just a 10 minute spell in the second half where the game was just over you know, with the blink of an eye, really. Um, but you know, he, you know, he did say, I think, um, that they needed to be, you know, more streetwise, perhaps, which you know you, you've got to agree with. Um, but you know, as we said, they didn't actually play overly that that bad. It was just that spell in the second half. Um, yeah, you know, I think they. I don't know what he would have said to the, the players at half time. Um, you know, because it was going so well, perhaps he obviously wanted to to continue that and warn against complacency, um, which didn't perhaps manifest on the pitch. But um, yeah, you know, you know, like you said at the end, it's a long, it's a long season yet. Um, as, as bad as a result as it was, um, school wise, you know, still a long way to go. We're still, you know, in the the top three or four. So. Um, yeah, it was some interesting words, definitely. Dan, um, obviously, uh, Paul Tizel uh, spoke about the fact that perhaps City were a little too confident after going behind for the second time. Do you, do you agree with that? Do you think they perhaps should have shut up shop a little more? I don't think uh, possibly, but I don't think it was sort of very much. They never got, you know, it's not that they were, I wouldn't say, too confident going to the second half. They just, if anything, they looked almost a totally different side because the first half they played Luton off the park and you can kind of see what he's you know what he's meaning a fabulous performance that ended up with a 4-1 defeat it's sort of you know, a bit of a headline grabber but 
you look into it, you sort of see what he means because the first half, it was fabulous from Exeter City, the way they were playing. But the second half, they never got going. It was straight from the kickoff. Luton created the chance. They got the goal. Exeter didn't clear the corner. I think they were too busy looking at Danny Hilton, thinking he'd been fouled in the box or telling him to get up in the box. And no one realised that the ball was still alive. And they just didn't, you know, it's not really, I wouldn't say they're overconfident in the second half. If anything, they sort of just, you know, vanished completely. And everything that they were doing well in the first half, just they stopped doing it. Those diagonal balls to Stockley just weren't, you know, first half they were hitting him perfectly. The second half, they barely found one that was anywhere within 10 yards of him. And sort of all the confidence in the way they were playing around the first half just went almost completely. Perhaps they could have tried to shut up shop a little bit and stop the uh, Luton attacking. But every single time in that game we saw Luton got over the halfway line, you you know, you could almost play up a flat back eight and Luton would still create chances. They've got that much going forward for them in this division. So I think obviously they tried to, you know, once they tried to chase the game, you had to chase the game once you go two and three and four one behind but I think it's you know there's an element of City just didn't get going but also got to say how good Luton actually were going forward and that there's not going to be you know as you can see the amount of goals they've scored this season and the goal difference they've got already there's not going to be a lot of teams that are going to stop them and you you would expect they probably will hit the 100 goals this season and uh, obviously City went into the game on the, the back of a, a, a a positive nil-nil draw with, with Wickham, I would say. Um, I was at the game and it's probably one of the better nil-nils I've ever seen, to be honest. Both teams really went at it, hammer and tongs. Uh, Akin Fenway could have had four or five on another day if he had his shooting boots on, but he made a hash of one chance in particular. Um, Jamie, a, a positive point? Yeah, from what I understood, um, you know, like you said, I think Wickham would probably feel hard done by and felt that they should have taken all three points but um, you know when you go to a side that have won I think it was five in a row something like that um, and get a point there it was yeah definitely a, a good result um, you know going into these games um, Saturday and Tuesday I wouldn't have been disappointed with, with two points um, against two sides that probably well I think we've agreed Luton would be up there Wickham normally there or thereabouts Um so yeah, it's always a difficult place to go, Adams Park. You know, as we mentioned last week, they can be you know, quite um, in your face if you like. Um, as Hiram Boateng found out, um, it sounded like he got got um, hacked to pieces a little. Um, so yeah, from from what I saw, it was an excellent point. Um, you know, on another day, it could have been another result. Perhaps could have left with nothing, but. Um, it's just a shame, I guess, that it couldn't have manifested into to something more last night. Uh, and Dan, that result meant City dropped a second in the table. That they're now third, one point off the top. Um, I mean, it's a bit difficult, really, isn't it? It feels a little like after the the Coventry and Notts County games, where everything everything's perhaps not on a downer as such, but momentum has been checked. But at the same time, fourteen games gone, you take being one point off the top. Oh, definitely, you know, and the situation that. Yeah, particularly last night, it wasn't. You know, the result wasn't what you wanted. But Notts County, they lost to Crew. I think Stevenage. You know, they no, sorry, Accrington, who were chasing, they lost. You know, they threw it away against Accrington. We could only pick up a point as well. So and you sort of think, and actually, Extra are still in. They're still third. They've got that 
gap back to I think it's what it's two or three points at least back to fourth spot. So you you look at it and you go, okay, you can afford probably one more bad result, one more draw, and you're still going to still be in the top three. And that's you know I think that you've got to look at it. Okay, it was it wasn't the result you wanted, but we're still in the right position here. You, you know Port Vale at home. I know they picked up a little bit, but you'd still put that one down. You know you'd want minimum a point, probably a win from that one. Then it's Mansfield away, and there, not the put me here. They were pre-season favourites, but they don't look like it at the minute. Steve Evans under a little bit of pressure. You might fancy coming away from you know get something of that one. You've got a you've got a cup draw against one of the, the lowest ranked team in the competition at home. You, you kind of feel. You know, that will get your momentum going back against anyway. You should be able to, to beat Haybridge Swifts quite comfortably. And all of a sudden, you know, just like it was after those back-to-back defeats early in the season, they followed that up with back-to-back wins and just, OK, you know, we lost two games in a row, let's forget about it, let's move on. And they got themselves back to the top of the table again. And, and I think they pretty much all the teams in and around the playoffs other than other than Accrington, I think they've played now anyway, and actually have got a really good record against the sides at the bottom of the division which is not something we've often said in recent seasons but you know even if it is extra struggle and they can't necessarily beat the sides you know the very best sides in the, this division what they are doing that some of the other teams aren't doing is beating everyone they should beat and if you beat everyone you should beat if they beat everyone in the bottom half even if they, they do drop points against the likes of Luton and Notts County and Coventry it'll probably be enough to go up anyway uh, that was the point I was going to make, actually, that, you know, they haven't... You look at the three losses, none of them have been losses where you sort of look at it and think, oh, that's a bit of a surprise. <laughs> They've been losses where, where you perhaps go into the game thinking, oh, a draw might be a decent result here. So, in that respect, I think it's not a positive that they lost, but if you look at the positives, it's the fact they aren't losing to these <laughs> these sides that they should be beating. Do you, do you feel the same? Yeah, I mean, you know, we said it before, how unpredictable League 2 is, seeing some crazy scores already but you know Luton um, Coventry Notts County probably will be up there at the end of the season um, and you know like we said they didn't play particularly bad last night Notts County they were just a really really good side um, sometimes you just got to hold your hands up and say look we were just beaten by a better, a better team tonight at Coventry you know and that was disappointing because that was the game they went to unbeaten um, you know, just perhaps didn't play as well. One game too many. You know, it was what the fifth or sixth game in a row playing with the same team. Um, so yeah, it's, like I said, it could have been worse with teams to lose to. Um, we've seen recently losing to having a habit of beating the teams that you know you expect to struggle against or expect for a tough afternoon, but win and then lose at home to a, a bottom of the league. So. Um, yeah, it, it definitely could have been worse. Uh, well, I caught up with uh, Jaden Stockley after the game on, on Tuesday night, so let's have a listen to what he had to say. First half, I mean, it was. Uh, I thought we were brilliant. We were on it. I think it was one of the best we played, especially going a goal down like that, reacting like that, and getting one straight away. It's just a mad spell in the second half, which we knew they were capable of because they've got good attacking threat. So it's just uh, it's just disappointing that we couldn't convert our chances first half. And was that sort of the, the biggest difference between the two sides in, in either half, that sort of? Yeah, it was. I think it was. It was. I mean, we had a spell where we should have scored three and, and they went and did second half. So credit to them, they, they went and done it. But 
Uh, we're, we're extremely disappointed with the way the first start of the first second half went, and we've got to work to rectify that because it, you know it can't happen. And is you know is it a case of sort of learning your lessons from? Yeah, it is. It is. It's a case of uh, just knowing what to do in those situations when you go a goal, when you go a goal, um, goal down, and you just got you got to uh, sort of um, keep it tight for the next few minutes, especially after they score, because you know that they can go sort of goal, 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 and this uh, this really knocked us and. And we're just, we're, I'm just really disappointed at the moment. And um, you know, looking looking ahead, a chance to sort of dust yourself down on, on Saturday as well. Yeah, I've got a, I'm glad we got a home game Saturday. So we need to need to start how we started tonight. Really, I know we can see it early, but the play the way we did first half, and we'll, we'll we'll blow most teams away. And it was it should have been like that this game, but you know we'll uh, we'll do it. The lads will do it right. We've got a good bunch here, and we're together in the change room after. We know what was what went wrong and what we need to do better, and it's something that we'll we'll hopefully put right Saturday. And that is, you know, the, the three losses this season have come against sort of promotion rivals in a way. I mean, yeah. is that something to be concerned about in a way? or you know, uh, is, It's tough, isn't it? Because the way that they scored two goals that Notts County here scored an early goal, it's, I, don't, I don't think so because on another day today it would have gone well for us. But, you know, when, when we do come against the top sides, it is uh, it comes down to them fine, fine margins and uh, it is something that we'll look at and, tis, and the staff here will, uh, will, will drum into us. And you know, plenty of options off, off the bench there as well. Yeah, it was good to, for some, some of the lads to get some minutes, and uh, we got a good squad here. And it, uh, unfortunately, it was in uh, circumstances where we were three goals down when we don't really want it to be. But there's competition for places here, and yeah, that will that will go into Saturday. Right now, then uh, Port Vale on uh, Saturday. Uh, Dan, um, a couple of weeks ago, you've been looking at this thinking, well, how many goals is it going to win by? <laughs> Port Vale has suddenly picked up, haven't they? Yeah, you'd still probably be looking at it and thinking. It should be how many goals City are going to win by because although Port Vale have they've turned it around and got a new you know under a new manager picked up a couple of wins they still haven't really been convincing I don't think you know one of those wins that was against Morecambe I mean last night and we saw Morecambe at the park a couple of weeks ago and well anyone should be beating them by about three goals based on that performance they put in so you can sort of look at that one and go well they, yeah they should be beating them by that anyway the first one sort of a new manager bounce you can sort of write that one off it's not you know they've had you know it's not that you know they've had two two or three games under the new boss now so it's sort of that new manager bounce is starting to drop out of you know drop away from them and you'd look at it and you'd still think you know city you know at home to a site you know it's based on everything we've seen this season it's a game they'd expect to win and you you'd still think they they could win and you know obviously Tuesday night was disappointing, but they created a lot of chances, and you feel if they create the same number, you know, chances as they did against Luton, as they do against Port Vale, you know, you're probably gonna, you, you think Exeter can't miss as many chances <laughs> again as they did, but we, you know, we've seen that a few times. But also, they're not quite as good a defensively side as Luton are, so you know, any last-ditch blocks or defensive positioning that Luton might have, Port Vale probably wouldn't. You'd fancy Exeter probably. You know, one or two goals, particularly as more players coming back, back to fitness. We saw Ryan Harley on the bench last night. You know, as another option, to, you know, to bring in a different way of playing if necessary. And you'd still feel okay. They've lost a game, but you can easily recover from that. And you know, Paul Tisdale will surely be saying to his guy, you know, lads, come on. You know, this is Port Vale. Look at the league table. We're better than them. We should win this game, and that's what he'll be expecting from them. Um, had a couple of questions about the game. Uh, first of all, Rodney says, "What two would he go with on Saturday, Reed and Stockley, or replace one with McLennan or someone else?" Uh, we kind of touched on that, but it sort of 
also linked into the 92x at the city's question uh how long is hiram out, out for and what's the thing for saturday well um hiram is a doubt for saturday by the council he's got a bruised leg so it's nothing too serious but you know it's, it's one of those things that can perhaps take a, a week or so to clear up um so jamie i guess those two questions together what how would you play it saturday would you make many changes on tuesday night yeah, like I said earlier, I'd be tempted to give Reed a rest, put him on the bench. Um, you know, there's no harm in, I don't think, leaving him on there and bringing him on with, you know, half an hour or, or whatever to go. Um, yeah, you know, I'd, why not stop playing Macklin and see what see what they can do um, against the Port Vale side, like Dan said, you know, they've picked up recently, but you still got to fancy your chances against. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, it all depends on perhaps other injuries um, Jordan Moore-Taylor you know I think after last night be fairly tempted to, to drop Craig Woodman because he didn't have a, a great game on, on Tuesday night um, so perhaps if you know Moore-Taylor's fit throw him back in um, switch Moxie to, to left back um, if not perhaps maybe start with a, a back three of Moxie, Brown and, and Sweeney but yeah I do feel that you know, after a defeat like that warrants one or two changes. Um, you know, you, there's still that continuity of, of how well they've done this season. But, you know, there's no harm in making one or two changes. Um, you know, Jake Taylor was probably the man of the match. Um, best, you know, City player on, on Tuesday night. Excellent goal. Um, he's done very well. So, um, yeah, for me, I'd, yeah, I'd give McAllen the start and um, perhaps... Give Woodman and Reed a rest. Uh, Dan Woodman and Reed out. Would you agree with that? I mean, potentially defensively, it obviously depends who is is fit. You can kind of look, Jordan. You know, kind of think Moxie is a good player, but you'd prefer him at left back or left wing rather than centre back. You kind of feel if if more Taylor or Crawler are fit, you probably want to see them slotting in in at centre half alongside Troy Brown if if you possibly could and. Or you know the other option is Pierce Sweeney moves inside and say Kane Wilson comes in at right back. I mean he must be I've not seen a lot of him in a City shirt, but to be in a West Brom Premier League squad at the age of 17 with Tony Pulis <coughs> as a manager who is notoriously known for not having anything to do with young players almost in in his squad suggests he must think there's there's something about him defensively and you'd hope that you know even even though he's he's young in League Two standard could easily slot in in a back four if needs be. I mean, it's possibly Macklin then comes in for Eid. I mean, midfield-wise, you're looking... So if Boateng is fit, you'd probably want him back in the side. You, you know, you'd look possibly... Do you, do you need Jordan Tilson in, and Lloyd James both in that side at home to Port Vale? Probably not, and you'd probably you know bring him in for Tilson if he's fit enough to do so. Again, you know, you've got Ryan Harley's back on the bench, but I wouldn't. I would expect he's not going to be thrown straight in and as a start, knowing you know so how you know, he seems to pick up injuries in in batches as a potential option. I think Lee Holmes didn't really get into the game last night. So perhaps he can be a little bit better as an impact sub, but obviously that relies on you know you're looking who else could you play out on the wing. I mean, Edwards again looks really lively off the bench, but I think that's probably his best role for the time being so might just be one or two you know changes possibly Mathlinden in possibly a change at the back depending on it with more Taylor or a crawl a fit again but 
as we saw, I can't, I'm not expecting wholesale changes from, from Paul Tisdale, maybe two, two, possibly three changes maximum, but that will be, you know, that's it. And you wouldn't, like I say, you wouldn't be entirely shocked if it's, if it's the same starting 11 as it was against Luton. Uh, so, Dan, prediction for the game? Uh, I think City will um, you know, get back to winning ways, 2-0 uh, win. Jamie? Um, a close win, a nervy win, 2-1. Um, I'll say 3-1 to City. Um, so that's all from us this week. Uh, join us next week. We'll be looking back on, on Port Vale and looking ahead to uh, Ruben Reed versus Steve Evans Part 2.